Kia. And I'm Craig. Hi, this is Jeff, co-host of someone's favorite podcast, The Half-Assed Horrorcast. Join Jeff, Craig, and me on Saturday, October 12th for a screening of Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. There's also going to be a swell art show in the theater lobby. Ooh, it's getting hot in here, am I right, ladies? See sexy Tom Atkins sex it up with all his sexy ladies by having lots of sexy sex. Ooh-wee, you good looking. You hot. Hear the silver shamrock theme over and over and over and over and over and over. Witness the cutting edge of computer tech corrupted by witchcraft. The place? The Palace Theater in Gallatin, Tennessee, on Saturday, October 12th. The time? 6 p.m. for the art show. The movie starts at 7. Join us for the night no one comes home. Stop it, please, for God's sake, please stop it. There's no more time. You've got to, please stop it, stop it now. Turn it off, turn it off. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. You got this. I'm Jeff. I'm Kia. And I'm Craig. And And we we just watched Lake Mungo. Can you interpret dreams? Sometimes. How do you feel when you wake up from these dreams? They scare me a bit. For Alice Palmer, Underneath the hopes of a bright future or suspicions. I feel like something bad is going to happen to me. That death was near. You scared of dying? Yeah, of course I'm scared of dying. That was the last time that I saw her. I kept hearing noises in the hallway. It hasn't reached me yet, but it's on its way. I feel like I can't do anything. I think Ellie saw a ghost. I didn't have any rational explanation for who was in those photos. Something was happening inside that house and I wanted to find out what it was. There was a ghost in the house. Lake Mungo. Yeah, of course I'm scared of dying. Isn't everyone scared of dying? Yes. How, how does it pronounce? Like Mungo? Mungo. That's what I th- assume. I said Mungo. <laughs> like I said, it's Mungo. That could be right. It could be yeah. like Mungo. Maybe yeah. we're pronouncing it wrong the whole time. Yeah. Maybe just the Australian accent made it sound like that. <laughs> like Mungo. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they don't really say Nye. like yeah. Mungo that often. It's kind of reserved. Yeah. But it's true. We did watch Lake Mungo. Currently, as of this recording, streaming on Prime if you have Amazon Prime, you can check it out before you hear us talk about it. And it was my choice. I selected it because Jay of Red Letter Media passingly mentioned on an episode of one of his YouTube videos that uh, Lake Mungo was a good example of found footage that actually was kind of effective. And I got curious. And at the time, you could only find a DVD of it that was kind of like outdated and all that stuff, but I still picked it up. He and I watched it. We both enjoyed it. And I thought, I'm putting this in my pocket. And I'm pulling it out for Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Jeff? Oh, it's about... What's Lake Mungo about? It's like a, a mockumentary, but not in a comedic way. Yeah. But it's a, you know, like a fake documentary, but it's also a bit of found footage going with it, too. There's yeah. a lot of, like, found cell phone footage and... Other things that I won't spoil yet, but um, yeah, very, very done in the uh, <clears throat> investigation discovery mold. Like it seems yeah. like a crime procedural. The good thing. shows, yeah. yeah, the good investigation discovery shows, not and the cheap ones. It's Australian. We should also point out yeah. officially that it's it's not from the states. It's got a bit of a little flavor for you, <laughs> but it's uh, it's about this girl who drowns in Lake Mungo, and she <laughs> uh, 
I'm sorry, I'm not going to try to do that accent. I, <laughs> she doesn't actually drown in Lake Mungo. No. She drowns she, I'm elsewhere. not sure where they are. They're I forgot where it is. at a picnic with her family, and she yeah. drowns in the, oh. the and then lake. Lake Mungo's where they went to dig up the... Exactly. Yeah. Okay. L- later, it's revealed that... Uh, they took a class trip to Lake yeah. Mungo. And, yeah. Right, and something happened there that was relevant to the plot. But yeah, it basically, does. this girl drowns, and then uh, her family keeps seeing her ghost around the house, yeah. and then uh, there's a few things that are revealed. Yes. And uh, But it's, yeah, it's basically it. Like, this girl dies, and they keep seeing her ghost, and they're trying to find right. out what's going mm-hmm. on. And it's, and it's kind of a traditional nuclear family of the Palmers. It's got a, a dad and a mom. And Alice is the name of the girl that goes up missing or dying, and her brother is Matthew. And Matthew is a big uh, camera nut, and he starts setting up surveillance all over the, the, the house and starts taking pictures as an ongoing project of, you know, showing how his backyard looks every couple of months just because he's artistic or whatever. And, yeah, like um, uh, his sister who has died shows up in one of these photos and starts this kind of investigation as to who this person is and what the phenomenon is. It involves like the, they end up contacting a psychic who helps them yeah. kind of deal with some of the issues and, um, Ooh, we got dark in here. <laughs> Let's take a picture and see if any pictures of girls. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> it is like the day before fall. Literally. It's fall. Tomorrow is. No, no. Yep. September 22nd is Oh, is it? It's autumn, no, isn't I, it? I, no, like, I googled it the other day. It's the 23rd. What? Because I made sure. a meme that I'm going to post tomorrow, hmm. and I wanted to make sure to post it on the first day of fall. So it's it said hmm. Monday, October 23rd. I always thought my niece was born, because her name's Autumn. I always thought her birthday was the first day of fall. It's, it's it's the, uh, I feel like it's day. changed, though, because like, I always thought the first day of autumn was like the 20th or the 21st. Maybe it kind of fluctuates depending yeah. on the year and Could how be. the calendar falls and stuff yeah. like that. Kind of like See, it's way it's, too hot to be oh, <laughs> Feels like it right now here in Tennessee. Carry on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, we, we definitely, there's a lot of hooks and twists in this story. You think it's going one way and then it zigs and you think it's going another way and then it zags. And uh, I really challenge you to not look up anything about this before you watch it because it's, it's almost assured to surprise you a little bit um, in a refreshing way. Kia, now that yes. we've summarized it, Yes. How did you feel about the film, Lake Mungo? Um, I liked it a lot. I thought it was done very well. I thought the acting was very good. It definitely comes across as this is just a, a documentary, you know, or like a like a forty-eight hours right. type thing where it's like um, we're currently investigating this ongoing case mm-hmm. type of thing. Um, and, um, yeah, I'm thinking, I, I don't want to spoil anything. But. Well, that's, the other thing is, you know, you mentioned the acting. I do think the acting is really good. Watching it a second time, I feel like the only person I thought, like, I could tell was acting mm-hmm. was the younger brother. Occasionally, I kind of felt like he was actory. If uh, Yeah. Uh, it's hard to put a pin on exactly why, but everyone else seemed extremely natural. Like, if yeah. I had just stumbled onto it. I would have thought it was like an unsolved mysteries style mm-hmm. documentary about what could be a paranormal, paranormal phenomenon or it could be something else. And it's just really well done. I think I looked up last night and um, virtually no one from this has gone on to do anything really significant. Like some uh, of the actors are still kind of bouncing around doing things in Australia and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But like the writer director, he hasn't fil- filmed anything of note since then. And this is back in 08 is when they filmed it and released mm-hmm. it in Australia. So. Or 07. Oh, okay. I think it's copyright 08. Oh, okay. I, I keep saying 07, I think, earlier, and it's 08, I think. Okay. Late aughts. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. Good, a good 10 to 12 years, and it surprised me. I just thought for sure they would have popped up somewhere else, some of the people behind the scenes, but not the case. Yeah, I thought the dad was really good. Like, he was pretty mm-hmm. convincing. Yeah. And the mom, too. I wish everybody was pretty good. I was really impressed by the news footage too. Like I was like, oh, that looks like, yeah. like yeah. legit news footage. I don't know how they like doctored that to make it look that way, but 
Sure. Like the, the actual, I, I wonder almost if they use local broadcasters kind of like they do in a lot of New York pictures, yeah. you know, that they, they use the real people that are news anchors and stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, it all just felt very authentic. That's what I really love about it. Again, you know, you know, the basic premise as you go on, it looks like they give you a hint and this is going to go into minor spoiler territory. Uh, it looks like the brother who is a camera expert has doctored some of these photos to make it seem like his sister is still the ghost or something is still some kind of phenomenons going on, but it's all fake. They give us a turn where that's revealed. Yeah. And for why you think this is going to be about like uncovering why he did that and mm -hmm. you know, how this family's dealing with this loss and, um, and then it twists again and it's revealed in some of this footage that they have of their house that a neighbor is going into the home and yeah. scrounging around through their, their house or whatever. And which is a real big reveal in the movie and mm -hmm. pretty creepy. And, uh, the biggest turn perhaps is that there's a sex tape <laughs> involving, <laughs> involving the sister, the daughter or sister, however you would look at her. And, uh, yeah, when that part came up, I was literally just sad. I was like, what? Like, I know. What? Well, and that's what, what just happened. Like, yeah, he and I were talking about last night. It's like the whole thing could almost be a PG movie mm -hmm. if not for this really graphic. <laughs> I mean, it's blurred out, so it's not yeah. like pornography, but it's still very graphic. It's very obvious yeah. what's happening. And there's a threesome between two full-fledged adults and one teenager. Mm -hmm. um, they're a little esoteric about her exact age. I they said she was 16, didn't they? Was she only 16? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you're, you're kind of watching, you know, some pretty sketchy stuff, obviously. <laughs> yeah, because um, yeah, it's a sex tape between, like, her and yeah. the next-door neighbors, and it's, like, both the husband and the wife. Right, right, right. It's a three-way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then... They kind of interview her friends, and everyone's like, "Yeah, he's sketchy. He's just hanging out at the pool right, the around yeah. the the kids." And so, weird. Yes. So yeah, he's uh, he's sneaking into the house and uh, trying to find the tape so that it doesn't get found after she's dead. Which you know, partially his fault for allowing her to have a sex tape, the the actual yeah. footage. Like you yeah, hang on to this. Yeah, like. Can I take this home and watch it? Yeah, just bring it back when you're done. <laughs> um, but uh, I think, I guess, uh, I, I feel like I had heard somewhere, and I know we have at least one listener in Australia who, who might be able mm -hmm. to confirm this or not, but I, I've heard that a lot of people in Australia don't lock, keep their doors locked. Because, yeah. like, the mom in the movie even said, like, you know, I just found myself walking into other people's houses. Oh, yeah, she did stuff, And I was like, how do you? Oh, I guess they don't lock the doors. And then uh, that's probably why their neighbor was able to just walk in and scrounge so, around but yeah like that, that that reveal was really creepy and then you think man this movie is about this then this is it's about this young girl who has all these secrets and then she dies suddenly and all these things come out about her and mm -hmm. you know all these surroundings but then there's a whole nother layer on top of that about uh, a trip that she took with her uh, her friends to lake mungo the titular area and she had a premonition of Something, Spoiler. something bad, a premonition of something very bad. Yeah. And uh, that's where the title kind of comes from for where she saw this thing and how it shook her. And it, uh, the psychic that they're consulting, uh, who is a radio psychic, he's on local radio and he's kind of a local celebrity, it looks like. And the, uh, the brother or the son is the one that initially contacts him, I think, and becomes pretty close to the psychic. And I think the mother initially. Is contacts. it the mother? I think so. Um, yeah. But the son becomes pretty yeah. close to them, and um, and they feel like they're kind of making a little bit of headway with him and healing a little bit. But then it's revealed later also that this psychic uh, had consulted the daughter that died before she passed away, and that kind of adds another layer that kind of intersects through all this stuff. Well, at the beginning of the mm. movie, when you know they they first. Uh, find her body in the the lake or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, the dad has to go identify the body, and they show the body. Oh yeah. And I was like, I was really impressed by like how realistic that looked. I was like, man, like is that makeup or do they just find like a, a dead body and take <laughs> oh, a picture gosh. of it for the movie? Like it looks, it was well, the pretty convincing. Not only is that convincing, I also think there's footage of uh, like news footage of them actually dragging the body out of the yeah. water. And it's kind of obfuscated a little bit. It's like a little dark and everything. But it looks really mm -hmm. realistic to the point yeah. where I was like, are we watching kind of what you were saying? Mm -hmm. Is this real footage? 
and they're co-opting it for a movie yeah. and like kind of changing something. And I was like, no, surely not. Surely yeah. this is just a really good prop or whatever. But or I guess possibly an actor that they've just made up. Yeah, really. made up really well. So, so that's like that would be like, mm-hmm. you know, one of the only shots in the movie that has like a need for makeup like that. Like I, didn't, mm. I wonder who. What incredibly talented artist oh, right. was able Surely, to Surely, to goodness, that person's that. gone on to do something else because <laughs> yeah. it was extraordinary. And uh, I think that's one thing about this movie I really liked. I mean, it's tough to recommend it to people because it's not your traditional horror movie. It's not about, uh, there's not like a, a guy with a knife stalking anyone and there's not any really major, there's, well, there's one major jump scare. But other than that, it's not about jump scares um, it's a creeping dread. It's kind of like slowly builds up and builds up and builds up. And by the end, I, I was really scared. Well, I don't know? think it's tough to recommend. And cause I was saying, I think it's a good movie for someone that doesn't like horror movies. Yeah. I think this could be a good intro. Maybe I think it could be a good introduction because there is n- there, there's no blood. There's no violence. There's nothing Gratuitous, or mm-hmm. like you said, just that one jump scare. But on mm-hmm. the other half, where where was the jump scare? Well, it's part of the spoilers. Oh, okay, we'll mention. Yeah, it's, but on the, it may not have been to you, it w- but it was for me. And me. Okay. But on the other half, it's also I would be hesitant to recommend it to someone who doesn't like scary movies because at the end it gets so creepy. Yeah. <laughs> to me, that it could turn someone off. But I mean. I think it could be a good introduction because there's no there's no gratuitous violence. You can just watch it straight. Yeah. You really don't have to cover your eyes unless you're just scared of everything. Mm-hmm. And, and there's one, obviously, that one sex scene we mentioned. So and there's the like oh, there's yeah. a good solid 15 seconds that might be a little much for some people, but for the most part, it's it could <laughs> technically it could be on regular TV. It's blurred out. It's just that you know blatantly not, what's happening. Yeah. Is it blurred out? Yeah. Well, the sexual parts are like the. Is it? Private not areas even, are. But it's not even blurred out oh. that much. You can still see, right. like, yeah. the thrusting. And Which, all if that. this was, like, oh, yeah, a yeah, documentary, yeah. it would have been totally well, blurred out. And, and I get that they were trying to really go home with the idea that she was, you know, like, it was a three-way and it was very graphic. It's a graphic footage that mm-hmm. her family saw. And that, and that you, I think it's important for us to watch it to know what her dad and mom probably saw and went, oh, yeah. God. This is our next-door neighbor. Right. And there's pictures of their family with the next-door right. neighbor. Right. <laughs> like, they were friends. And if they had just mm-hmm. said, oh, yes, there were a lot of graphic things, we as an audience, I don't think we would have known exactly... What? Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like we did We did weirdly need to see that. I know it sounds weird, because mm-hmm. I'm usually not up for the sexy stuff. I looked stuff, on the tape. But... They were having a three-way. <laughs> He was thrusting in her, and then he uh, was kissing the other girl. It was really weird. My sweet young daughter. <laughs> I didn't want to see that, and uh, I'm not going to show you. So. Move um, on. No. But, yeah, like, and what you're saying, too, is, like, what's scary about it, I think, is, you know, it's obviously playing with our fear of death and mortality and how, like, the mom early on talks about mm-hmm. really beautifully, she says... Something along the lines of, like, death does not care. It does not slow down for anyone. It's just a really cruel machine, and life just keeps going and going and going. Death keeps happening and happening, and there's nothing you can do. But, so, so I mean, obviously, that's pretty hard-hitting stuff, so it's not exactly a fun... This is not a child's play with Chucky running around, you know, funny stuff. Yeah, that's why I guess I would hesitate to right. recommend it to someone, because it's like, this is, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll be able to watch it without covering your eyes, but it might be disturbing. And it's oh, interesting yeah. that it can be disturbing without, you blood. know, blood. Blood and guts, yeah. And guts. And I mean, I was going to say too, like uh, what differentiates it, I think, from other really good movies about death and mortality, because most of, a lot of horror movies obviously deal with that, is it also talks about secrets mm-hmm. and the things that might come out after you die. You <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you were like, had a moment of like, oh no. Um, <laughs> but uh I mean, and I think that's the onion of this movie. What you know, the layers of it, or whatever, is is this idea that it's kind of planting in your head of like, huh, what what do I have? You know, what's out there that, uh, <laughs> like, when I die, you know, there's a really great episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where uh, Larry David's manager has a stroke or a minor heart attack. Yeah. And uh, when he's in the hospital bed, he's telling Larry David, like, listen. You gotta go to my house. You gotta go to the closet. <laughs> There's a that. compartment that has all my pornography. Go up to my bedroom, to the left of the TV, 
there's a cabinet by the bookcase there. Open it up, move the linens, there's linens in there, move them to the side, push on the back door. Inside there, I have like my porn collection. You, you have to get it. You have to take it out of the house just in case I die because I don't want my wife to find all the weird shit that I have in there. You know what I mean? Like, and that's a comedic take, but this is kind of a serious take of yeah. like, what do you have, you know, stuck in your fireplace, you know, yeah. like kind of hiding away from the world, you know? Yeah, I had a friend who is a woman, and she was telling me that she's like, yeah, I have a friend, and she knows, like, if something happens to me, she knows where to go to, to like, throw all the stuff away. <laughs> I was like, ooh, what do you have? Yeah. Like, it's just, this sounds kind of interesting. But... Do we want to just go ahead and talk about the major spoiler and wrap it up? Or... Sure. sure. How about Kia? How about you tell us oh. what's, what's the major reveal when they're, when they're having the trip in Lake Mungo, all the kids? All the kids are having a good time because we have footage of their trip from people's cell phones. And because this takes place in the early aughts, it's like the worst cell phone footage yeah, ever. Very it's very grainy. grainy. Yeah. But that's how you have footage of it. And everyone's having a good time. And then it shows Alice off to herself. Well, hold on. There's a couple of things. It does show Alice off to herself and she looks disturbed. Yeah. And then her friend comes and brings her back to the party. But she still looks disturbed. And then it's later revealed that on her footage, Alice's phone footage, there's like this figure in the distance. And as it gets closer, it's basically her it's her body from when she was drowned yeah she basically sees a future vision of herself dead or whatever right and encounters it we don't know exactly what happened obviously with with what you know occurred between them if there was dialogue or whatever Mm -hmm. we just see the footage and in the documentary or the movie within the movie whatever it like pauses a very long lingering shot on the the face the footage And, you know, they're talking about it or whatever. And then it unfreezes and it like lurches forward and there's like a big sound effect. Yeah. To me, that was, that was the a jump scare. scare. Oh, okay. Where I, because was like, it I guess lo- I didn't. You're tougher than me. Probably, <laughs> it lures, it lures <laughs> no, just... you into like this sense of that was the shocking footage. Right. Okay, we got it. It's stuck on this image for a while. And then all of a sudden it just jumps and it's just like, is it? Coming after her? Uh, What's I guess happening? I just forgot. I wasn't. I'm not like. Trying to oh, say, no, I'm tougher I, than you guys. No, not at all. Like, like, but just... it, it scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> me when it happened, I was like, "Oh my god!" And like when Kia, after the credits, we watched the whole thing, and Kia and I were talking oh, about it later. Yeah. Like I had goose flesh oh, talking yeah. about it again. It like still was. And there's that me. at the end of the credits. There's that oh, image yeah. where I think it's. Is it still her? Yeah. It's yeah, some... like in the window. No, the at the oh. very end of the credits. Oh, I must have missed that. It After, shows, I think, the same figure. It looks like it. It, it looks like it's shadow. like Mungo, and like you see lightning, and there's a and figure she's kind of standing out there still. And then you kind of get like, yeah. "Oh my God, is she going to jump? What's going right, to happen?" Right. And then it, it just, just goes away. Yeah. But, but yeah. So knowing that this girl just saw her future dead body, and then her friend comes and is like, "Hey, let's go back to the party," and everyone's having a good time, and she's just, you know, Catatonic carrying almost. this yeah. image, and no one would believe her. Right. No one it's would. Very sad. Be- very, yeah. yeah. And then there's a great uh, punch out where the psychic who records his conversations with his clients, they marry together a conversation with the daughter, Alice, and her mother, where it's pretty clear that they both have had dreams that interconnect and kind of yeah. like speak to each other um, in terms of loss. And, you know, yeah, he has them under like hypnosis, right? Each one, and they're just talking about what they see. And sorry, I didn't. No, no, you go ahead. I, I prefer you to. But they, uh, yeah, so yeah, they kind of like in, interconnect with each other, like what the mom says she sees, like yeah, matches mom, up with what the daughter sees. The mom mentions going to her daughter's room and looking in and realizing my daughter's not here anymore, and she walks out, whereas mm-hmm. the daughter's perspective is something along the lines of, I'm in my room, my mom walks in, and she can't mm-hmm. see me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like heartbreaking <sighs> to, to both these people dealing with this loss mm-hmm. and not really being able to understand it. And there's a really great moment where the psychic, you see the psychic kind of listening to this, it, like it, it kind of implies he's listening to this stuff mm-hmm. and he's sitting there going, Jesus Christ, like this was real. That Like I, I had nothing to do with this and this synced up and they don't know. And I know. Because uh, earlier you know. on he mentions how he, he had never seen a ghost before. Right. So, and when he... When it shows him dealing with people, it's more so he's kind of letting them feel better about life after death type of thing. He's not... He's almost like a therapist. He's not like, you know, Whoopi Goldberg and Ghost. He's not like talking to them as their deceased loved ones. So this is like probably the closest he's ever come to something supernatural. supernatural. 
And honestly, it's a great shot of him just sitting there contemplating it and really mm-hmm. putting it together. You can almost see the acting or the, you know, it connecting in his head or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I just, I love this movie. I thought it was really thoughtful and scary. And it, again, it's a slow burn. You got to have a little bit of patience with it. You're not mm-hmm. going to like be laughing out loud. Probably not one to watch with a big group. It's probably something more to watch with. Yeah. Cause like then you get those or, yeah, annoying like, people that have to make silly comments the whole movie and it's not one of those movies if you were joking through the first showing it would kind of ruin it you you kind (laughs) of need to concentrate on it and appreciate what they're trying to do so i would like to mention at the end the family because once after the family finds out that the psychic or whatever he is had already met with their daughter they kind of become estranged they kind of felt like he should have told them at first and then after it all comes out at the end they kind of reconnect and they get along and everything like that and then the family decides to move so it's kind of sad. It's even more sad because this girl, this ghost, is, like, trapped in this house. She Seems can't communicate with her family, and now they're leaving her. And now she's just still stuck there. And all along, she knew that this was going to happen. Mm. Well, if she had just stopped being so scary, they would have stayed around. No. <laughs> hey, if you're a ghost, yeah, you should've... want the family to stay there? Stop scaring them. She... <laughs> What's hard about that? <laughs> Oh, one more oh, thing. Okay. And the and the the credits, mm-hmm. which is interesting because the credits go back and show the 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 footage that in the earlier that early in the movie was debunked as the brother set this up. Oh yeah yeah. And the credits it brings those same photos up and it actually does show that Alice was actually in those photos, but she was just in, in another spots. place. Yeah yeah. So she was there all along. Yeah. Creepy kind and very sad. Makes me want to go back and. Mm-hmm. Rewatch those scenes in the beginning of the movie. Like, was she actually in that? It's like when they show it the, at the end. You're like the the first thing I was like, oh, she's right there. One of them she was because the one where they're doing the birthday party uh-huh. in the movie, when they in the beginning of that movie when they first show the birthday party, I was like, that's her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at the end, they go back in the credits and show that same scene. And oh, okay. So they probably did. I'm pretty sure they are. They may have like muted them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or you know what I mean? Maybe like upped it for the ending. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. but yeah, uh, maybe like just. Focused in right. on the other one a little more. So, yeah. yeah. But what what is your grade, Kia? What do you give Grading? this guy? Yeah. I would give this an A minus. An A minus. The minus is just because the sex scene was unnecessary. I, th- I, I totally oh. disagree. I thought yeah, it was totally it was necessary. necessary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Like like I get that it's not for everyone, but I think again as a viewer, you need to be able to see what the parents saw for the gravitas of like these parents discovered this tape and not knowing what it was and they yeah. played it and that's what they saw. This is true. I guess watching it, it just kind of felt like kind of like a, what's that thing called? Jumping the shark type of thing where it's like, Oh, we're just really going <laughs> crazy now. Um, okay. I change. Well, keep your I'll grade. give it, I'm I'll just... give it an A. I won't give it a, a minus, but I won't give it a plus. I'll give it an A. Fair enough. Yeah. Docked because of that three way, Jeff. <laughs> Uh, give it a B minus. Jeff, not impressed. <laughs> Fuck like what, Mungo. What, why, so, why low? Or, well, B minus is a very good grade. I don't, wouldn't call it low. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it was good. Man. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But it's probably not one I'd watch again. But it, That's fair. You know? Yeah, it is, it, it, I loved it the second time around, but I could totally sympathize with someone thinking it's kind of a one-time watch type of scenario. Once the cat's out of the bag with some of the twists, too, it's a little different yeah. of old yeah. uh, experience. It's like The Sixth Sense. Hmm. Yeah. It's still, kinda, it's still interesting <laughs> it's to watch good, The Sixth Sense. It's good, but it's not but yeah. the same. I think I'm going to stick with Kia and give it an A, just straight up an A. Um, but Jeff brings up a good point that the rewatchability of this might be a little on the line. Uh, it's definitely not like a Friday Thirteenth where you're gonna watch it for fun, you, yeah. you know, every Halloween style thing. But great ghost story. I mm-hmm. mean, if you're looking for a good ghost story, something a little different out of left field. Oh yeah, the one thing I meant to mention too is a lot of people have a lot of issues with found footage mm-hmm. because of the shaky cam, and you know, Blair Witch and mm-hmm. Cloverfield and movies like that. It's like the actors or, or the characters have the cameras, and people get sick and you know can't watch it or whatever. This one sidesteps that. It's kind mm-hmm. of documentary slash found footage, but it's done in a way where it, it's like a traditional documentary, so you don't mm-hmm. have to worry about all the shaky yeah. cam stuff. It's very small parts that are like that. So yeah. that's a definite step up for people that don't like Blair Witch for that reason. So if you're kind of wary of found footage, this is a good example of something you could probably stomach. So, mm-hmm. All right. 
I don't know what that average is out to, but probably like B plus, A minus type of situation. Yeah. Lake Mungo. Check it out on Amazon Prime. Do it. I'm Jeff. I'm Kia. And I'm Craig. And, and we, we just reviewed Lake Mungo. Death takes everything eventually. It's the meanest, dumbest machine there is, and it just keeps coming, and it doesn't care. There's nothing else to know about it, really. It is time once again for... Ready to do a little bit of trivia, half-ass horror trivia? Yeah. This week, since we watched a mockumentary slash found footage horror film, we're going to do a quick trivia quiz on found footage horror. Half-ass horror trivia. Your host, Craig. With me is Kia. Yes. <laughs> and, and Jeff. That's true. And we're off. It took only eight days to shoot what found footage movie? Kia. Yes. The Blair Witch Project. That is correct. <laughs> On the board. The original ending to what found footage movie was changed at the suggestion of Steven Spielberg? Jeff. Yes. The Blair Witch Project. Incorrect. Oh. Kia, do you have a guess or would you like the options? I have a guess. I don't know if it's right. Is it super? Uh, what's that movie called? I can never remember what that movie's called. Perhaps you should hear the options. <sighs> yes. Damn it. A. Paranormal activity. B. Cannibal holocaust. C. Creep. D. The visit. Oh, it's none of those. Um. The. What was the first one? Paranormal activity. What was the third one? Oh, Jesus. The, the creep. C, creep. I say the creep. Incorrect. It's Paranormal Activity. Oh. Next question. The two leads of Paranormal Activity were paid how much to act in the movie? Kia. Yes. $1,000. Incorrect. <laughs> Jeff, have a guess, or would you like to hear the options? Options. Two leads of Paranormal Activity were paid how much to act in the movie? A, $50,000. B, $15,000. C, $5,000. D, 500 buckaroos. We'll say 500. D, 500 is correct. Yay! Was, well, when I said 1,000, I meant... You were wrong. For, I, went for, I meant for each one. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> That's good. Described, uh, next question. Described by many fans and critics as the Blair Witch Project for the MySpace generation. Kia. Yes. Unfriended. Incorrect. What just happened? A wonderful guess, though. Jeff, would you like options? Options. A, Paranormal Activity. B, Cloverfield. C, Chronicle. D, Danger Baby. Um, well, let's see. Of those three options, I'm going to say... There were four options. Mm, sure. It's Cloverfield. That is correct. Yes. Stop using danger, baby. <laughs> it's tradition. You're, you're abusing danger, baby. <laughs> Next question. What found footage horror film is infamous for having one shot last 18 minutes? Jeff. Yes. Uh, should have remembered the name of the movie first. The Bigfoot one. Uh, crap, I forget the name of it. I should have. I, I didn't get this one. But it's the Bobcat Goldthwait Bigfoot movie. I need the title. I don't have it. I forgot it. Jeff is incorrect. Kia, would you like the options or do you have uh, I need a guess? options. What found footage horror film is infamous for having one shot last 18 minutes? A. Hell House LLC. B. The Visit. C. Willow Creek. D. The Blair Witch Project. That's not either one. That's not the Bob. Can't go that movie. Um. What was C? Willow Creek. Hmm. Oh. 
Oh my goodness. Paranormal. Oh shit. I don't, is that an option? No. D. <laughs> Incorrect. It was Willow Creek. Oh no. I <laughs> the Bobcat Goldwith movie. Is it? Yes. Yeah, with Bigfoot. I thought Willow Creek for some reason. I was thinking. I'm thinking of Wolf Creek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Damn Australian. it. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. That was the worst 18 minutes. <laughs> yeah. We, ever. We literally watched that thing Useless. <laughs> What found footage horror film was originally called Sundowning? Hmm. I'm going to need options. Kia, would you like options? Sure. Originally called Sundowning. A, The Visit. B, Creep. C, Wreck. D, Hannibal Holocaust. Excuse me, Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> Jeff. Yes. The Visit. That is correct. Is The Visit the M. Night Shyamalan movie? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's uh, from the kids' perspectives. It's like they film it, the whole thing. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. Next question. The second highest grossing movie in Japan in 1983, just behind E.T. Was a found footage movie? Yes. Found footage horror. Mm. Jeff. Yes. Ringu. Ring. The ring. The original ring. No. It's 1983, Jeff. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know these things. I didn't know they had found footage movies in the 80s. I thought Kia. that was a new thing. Yes, Kia. Do you have a... Uh, no. A oh, I meant options. Very well. A. Atomic Boys. B. Cannibal Holocaust. C. The Satan Tapes. D. See Me. Film Me. Kill Me. <laughs> This one's come up a lot, so I'm going to say Cannibal Holocaust. Yes. Oh, finally. Yes. The other ones are all just made up titles. <laughs> See me, kill me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See me, film me, kill me. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Andre Overdahl, the director of Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark and The Autopsy of Jane Doe, directed what found footage film? Kia. Yes. I don't know, but I'm going to say Quarantine. Incorrect. Damn it. Options. A. Wreck. B, the house that October built. C, Troll Hunter. D, the Bay. The house that October built? Incorrect. Mm. It was Troll Hunter. Mm. He is uh, not American. He's from some other Norwegian style place. Huh? Uh, next question. We're, we're, we're counting down here, by the way. We only had two more questions. Uh, was originally promoted under the fake title The Woods. Kia. Yes. Blair Witch. Correct. The Blair Witch. Yes. The the most recent Blair Witch. Who or what is the Mungo Man? <laughs> the Last question. Mungo Man. Yes. Who or what is the Mungo Man? We have options if you want to hear them. I need options. Options. Who or what is the Mungo Man? A. Australian slang for gay sex. B. The official cartoon mascot of Mungo National Park. C. Australia's most popular rap group. D. The oldest human remains found in Australia. Kia. Yes, Kia. D. That is correct. Oh, 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 and the I final question. Is that the is that uh, the final question? Yes. <laughs> what is Mungo Jerry's biggest hit? <laughs> what is that? I don't even know what that is. Mungo Jerry is yes. a band. Ooh, is it Australian? <laughs> no. <laughs> is it uh, Who Let the Dogs Out? No, that's the incorrect. Is it a is it a, a well known hit? Mm-hmm. What decade? I, these are too many questions. <laughs> the question is, what is Mungo Jerry's biggest hit? I already guessed who let the dogs out and get failed. Ba -ba -ba -ba, get on the floor. Everybody walk the <laughs> dinosaur. I know, I know it's not them. Yeah. No, it's that song. Uh, I don't know the name of it off the top of my head. But it's that song. It's like, in the summertime when the weather oh, is hot. Yeah. You can open touch the sky when the weather is hot. We got women. We got women on our minds. And then there's that, there's that one part where it's like, it sounds a little Me Too-ish where he's like, uh, if a daddy's rich, take her out for a meal. If a daddy's poor, just do what you feel. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> 
now. That sounds. That's if she don't be. have money, you can touch her into whatever you want. <laughs> that's got to be eighties. <laughs> Everything went no, in the eighties. I want to say that was sixties. Well, okay. Maybe the seventies. I don't know. Well, thank you for joining us for Half-Ass Horror Trivia. Our winner, Miss Kia. Jeff, thank you for playing. Thank you for having me. Until next time. In the summertime, when the weather is high, you can stretch right up and touch the sky. When the weather's fine, you got women, you got women on your mind. Have a drink, have a drive, go out and see what you can find. Well, it's time for my segment where I pit two people against each other to see whose will come out on top. <laughs> expertly done. How about two horror icons or something like that? Just two random people. This is where, where we play God. It sounds like we like kidnap two random people. And <laughs> where I take... Okay. This is the segment where I take two horror icons, pit them against each other, and see who will come out on top. This is, yeah, what's that? I said much better. This yes. is I Want the Champ. Excellent. Oh, yeah. So, Kia, who is going to be pitted against each other in Mortal Kombat this week? Well, in this corner, we have the Blair Witch. And in this corner, we have the Paranormal Activity Demon, also named Toby. Also known as Toby? Also known as Toby. <laughs> Isn't he like a real person that was named Toby in the 1800s? I don't, I don't really know. I don't know. But I think it's hilarious that he's named Toby. Yeah, it's like the least... Your th- name is Toby. Rev- oh, Rev- oh. <laughs> oh. That was a movie. Awkward. <laughs> um, so, we got... To, I've seen Paranormal Activity once, and I'm pretty sure I've seen the sequel, the, the first sequel. After that, I don't know anything about this stuff. So. I've never seen a Paranormal Activity movie, so oh, no. I'm going to have to sit this one out. Oh, I'm not even gonna, you, know, just, you can fight for Blair Witch. Default Blair sure. Witch. Right. Jeff says Blair Witch. Okay. I'm also going to say Blair Witch because I've only seen Paranormal Activity once. As for what I know, it's a and from looking up the the the, the sequels, he's a demon that can possess people. He's trying right. to find like a body of a child or something. Right. I don't really know. Anyway, so he can possess people. Um, but the Blair Witch apparently can alter the environment. And time. And time. Yeah. She can, um, can she like control, like mess with people's minds? Seems like it. Things like that. So I'm going to pick Blair Witch because it just seems like as soon as Toby walked into the, into the ring, he would just be like, where am I? What's happening? <laughs> I think here's, here's my, my take on this. The Blair Witch, she's a witch. She was a mortal person at one point. Toby, he's a demon. He's the thing that witches worship. worship. So I think Toby is going to rope a dope her. <laughs> She's going to be like, I know what I'm doing. And he's just going to be like, I don't think so. <laughs> was also, he always a demon? Paranormal Activity, they have like 27 sequels. And Blair Witch only has two. So Toby has some staying power. He's ready. He's kicking down those doors. Because he possesses people though, right? I opened this up to our Twitter followers. Oh, no. At HA Horrorcast. And I said, yeah. found footage horror battle mm. royale. Mm. Toby, the demon from Paranormal Activity versus the Blair Witch. Who wins? Mm. Do you guys want to guess how it came out? Toby. Jeff says... Oh. Toby. Oh, no. I don't know. No, it was overwhelmingly the Blair Witch. Ah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, 69% yeah. of the votes. <laughs> Toby got 69, <laughs> um, So, yeah. You know, I got... Two people on, on the crew saying Blair Witch. I do and see your point, listeners. though. I mean, he is a he is a demon, yeah. but at this point, he's like her boss. But at yeah, this point, the, kinda, you know. but the Blair Witch at this point is more than just a witch. She she's not even a shrew. 
She's not like a, she's been she's around for a, a, a lot. Yeah. yeah, she's, you know. And if you watch the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, Sabrina's kind of a badass, even against demons. And she's just a kid. I guess I haven't seen the second season yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, fair enough. Short and sweet, Blair Witch on top. Despite my wonderful argument against it, Toby forever. <laughs> so, after much well-researched debate, <laughs> the champ is the Blair Witch. Hey! At the end of every episode on Half-Ass Horrorcast, we like to share things in the horror community that are making us feel very many emotions. We call this segment, What's Making Us Scared? Kia? Yes. What's making you scared? I will say what's making me scared is the new season of American Horror Story 1984. Only, well, by the time this is up, I guess maybe two episodes would have aired, mm-hmm. depending on how fast we go. Um, but it aired, it started last week, and um, it's just a lot of fun. I mean, the poster that they have on the Xfinity guide is, it looks very 80s. It's super colorful, and and then um, it's just, there's so many horror movies kind of referenced in this first episode, and... Um, I mean, it takes place at a camp, and there's, oh, yeah. a, you know, someone's killing people, and it's just, it's um, it's a lot of fun. And the first so. episode, really, they combined a lot of different elements yeah. from different horror movies of that rough era, mm-hmm. and it, it was really cool. I thought how they kind of worked in a lot of different things, yeah. with like Jason and Michael Myers and uh, serial killer, satanic panic, all that stuff. Yeah. It's kind of inter- interwoven into one thing. Yeah. It's pretty neat. I saw where they did I Know What You Did Last Summer, too. Oh, which, yeah, yeah. With the, you know. And then also, like, the workout culture, because in the beginning, they're all, like, in the gym, like, yeah, yeah. Like, like, getting into it. It's really yeah. cool. And it has the most interesting, I think this is the first time that, they might have done it for Freak Show, where they the, the, the opening song has changed so much. I mean, it yeah. sounds like an 80s song, and the opening montage is just a lot of old 80s clips put together. Yeah. Like workout video. It opens style. Yeah. yeah, It opens with um, a Kathy Smith workout video. And I used to work out to Kathy Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. American horror story, 1984. Yeah. Jeff, what's making you scared? What's making me scared is this shameless plug. I'm about to do. (laughs) (laughs) I've opened up my Etsy store again and I've put some stuff on there and including these little uh, resin-coated plaques that have pictures of monsters on them. Hmm. So if anybody would like to purchase one... What is the name of the Etsy store? Good question. It's Creatureville. Etsy.com slash shop slash Creatureville. And your uh, IG is Creatureville Art? Correct. Yeah. And uh, that's really it. I, I honestly just plugged it because I couldn't think of anything else <laughs> <laughs> to mention during this sec- segment. Yeah. So, mm. And it's uh, doing really well. I saw, I saw the, uh, the Halloween 3 print that you have of the trick-or-treaters. Yeah, that one sold the most off. of anything yeah. that I've put up there. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, very cool. Thank you to everybody that bought one, too. Yeah, I really right. appreciate it. I know some of our listeners have, because I think yeah. Irish Mark, right, mm-hmm. he, he grabbed one. Okay. So. Yeah. And I think Robbie did too. He listen, he's mm-hmm. a listener, so yeah. Yeah. Cool. So thanks, guys. I appreciate that. Yes, you can edit this out later. But before you, um, um, because Mark Estes listens to the. Uh, yes. Is uh, Tennessee Mark? Yeah. Tennessee Mark. Yeah. Before we close, can I just mention my dream that I had about him? I actually mentioned it to him. Oh, well, but then you, can, you can say it on air if you want. No, it's okay. Okay. No, I mentioned it to him. He was just like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> she said she had a dream. It was a Buffy-related dream. Yeah, it wasn't weird. This listener that likes, he's a writer too, but uh-huh. he likes Buffy the Vampire Slayer a lot. Mm-hmm. Like she had a dream where uh, Mark came up to her and was like, a cast member from Buffy died. And, and he was like, oh my God, no. And, <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, it's true. <laughs> yeah. 
So what is making me scared, it's a little different, it's a little outside the, uh, the box here, is we have an email at Half-Ass Horrorcast. It's a... Uh, is it a bad email? No. Oh. I'm saying we literally have an email that you can write to. Oh. <laughs> it's called halfasshorrorcast at gmail.com. It is horribly neglected, and when I was cleaning it out at uh, work <laughs> the oh. other day, I discovered someone had written us last year, oh. November 14th, 2018, and I totally missed it. Mm. It was a great email that I overlooked, and I'm very, very sorry to this person. It is our longtime listener and supporter, Ashley Blackwell, who, uh, if you listen to the show, you know that she has gone on to do great things. She's a Fangoria writer and a mm. uh, film producer and writer at this point. Um, but she wrote in response to Jeff's horrible experience at Halloween. Oh, really? Uh, it's titled, More Annoying People at the Movies. <laughs> it said, uh, hey gang, I'm glad the latest episode continues the conversation on how enraging it is to be passive-aggressive with folks in movie theaters who refuse to keep quiet and, for some reason, can't keep their phones in their pockets for 90 to 2 freaking hours <laughs> to not only uh, enjoy the movie they paid for, but out of courtesy to others. I deal with this a lot in my city, too, and flat out refuse to watch certain films at the movies because of it. We have maybe one small theater here where you'll get a respectful crowd every time you go, but of course, they only have two screens and don't always have what you're looking for. I swear every single place needs an Alamo Draft House. Uh, they will, in fact, kick you out of the theater mm. if you are in any way disruptive. There's even a hilarious P PSA that they play before movies start sometimes where this idiot calls to complain about being kicked out uh, for using the, her phone. Uh, I'm not doing the explanation justice. You just got to listen. Yeah, I was wondering if you guys actually enjoy treating your customers like a piece of shit because that's how I felt when I went to the Alamo Draft House. Okay? You know what? I didn't know that wasn't supposed to text in your little crappy-ass theater. It was too fucking dark in that place for me to find my seat, all right? I was using my phone as a flashlight to get to my fucking seat. So excuse me for using my phone in USA, United States of America, where you are free to text in a theater. I was not aware that I couldn't text in your theater, all right? I've texted in all the other theaters in Austin, and no one ever gave a fuck about what me I was doing with my fucking phone, all right? And it was on silent. It wasn't on loud. It wasn't bothering anybody. You guys, obviously, were being assholes to me, and I'm sure that's what you do, you know, to rip people off. You take my money, and then you throw me out, you know? I will never be... Coming back to your Alamo Draft House or whatever, I'd rather go to a regular theater where people are actually polite. And, it, you know, I'm going to tell everyone about how shitty you are. And I'm pretty sure you guys are being assholes on purpose. So thanks for making me feel like a customer. Thanks for taking my money, asshole. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> it's so interesting how whenever someone does something really horrible... Their excuse is because it's America. Apparently, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. also shows the mindset of most off? people going to theaters now is they just think that uh, they have the right to use their phone wherever the hell they want to, yeah. and they don't. You're not supposed to use your phone in any theater. I feel like this has been something that has been known since the, the beginning of movie theaters. Before every movie I see, they <laughs> yeah. always say, please silence your phones or sure. turn your phones off. Like, every movie says that. By the way, the lady in that... Uh, Voicemail sounded a lot like this comedian named Amy Miller. I don't know if you're familiar with her, but <laughs> very similar voice. But uh, I don't know. I, I, so, I, I, I'm not saying I'm assuming this is a fake one, but I think it's I think it's real. But. So they play that in front of the. That's like a PSA before before an Alamo Draft House like feature or whatever. So Ashley goes on. Uh, Talking is only acceptable in Rocky Horror like settings, or if you're home or in the in other non-public settings me and my friends will talk at movies at our places but never in the theater the amount of shushing and have seen grown men check other grown men for pulling out their phone is astounding and the most maddening thing is that people get angry with you because you call out their rude behavior the craziest thing to me is that bigwigs will complain about low ticket sales but not factor in the fact that the public's unbelievably rude behavior can and I'm sure does play a factor in some people anxiously waiting for BOD. Well, rant over. I'm super happy I'm not the only one uh, and love listening to you three. Uh, you're a big ray of hope for me in a lot of ways. Aww. Cheers, Ashley. 
So, all very well stated points. I'm really sorry we missed this, or I missed it, because mm-hmm. I'm pretty much in control of all this stuff. So, uh, your belated response. And I can see why you're so successful. That was an excellent email. I yeah. loved it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should just, we should just scroll this in front of our uh, Halloween 3 uh, theater presentation. It should just... We should just have this yeah. from a from a Fangoria writer. <laughs> this is this is uh, how you act in a movie theater. I know? could make this a video that we could put before the movie. Yeah, um, if I was rich, I would just rent out a theater every time I would yeah. want to see a, a movie. Without a doubt. Because mm. I mean, yeah, that's one of the main reasons why I don't like going to movies because it's a fifty-fifty chance if you're going to get a decent crowd, and. I, I've never had a bad experience in Marvel movies. No matter how packed it is, people don't talk in superhero movies. Generally, yeah. And when we went to see A Quiet Place, no one's at a damn thing, <laughs> which I was pretty shocked. That... I, I think th- those people, John Krasinski and all those people, they need a lot more credit. I, th- I feel yeah. like that got glossed over and no one really cares about that movie anymore. But It not... was definitely a risk, and I'm sure yeah. there are some people that probably went to see that movie and someone talked through yeah, it. Someone's opening Twizzlers. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know. But... Um, yeah. Yeah, we went to see uh, some friends of mine were in town to visit from Texas, actually. They they live in Austin. And uh, we went to go see The Princess Bride mm. at the Belcourt. And my friend, uh, there was a, a lady sitting behind my friend, and she was opening up some kind of like candy wrapper. Like, waited till the movie started to do this, mm-hmm. by the way. And just started <laughs> opening up. I was like, whoosh, whoosh. And after the movie, I was like, yeah, movie was great, except for that person that was wrapping presents behind me. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Did she well, do yeah. it just that once or the whole time? Uh, just that once. But it, it um, was sort of like, you had all this time to open yeah, that. Yeah. Why did you wait till the movie started? And then a, a woman, like, right as the movie is starting, like, walks in and uses her phone as a, like, as not a using the screen as a flashlight. She used the flashlight as on the flashlight. phone and was just like, what are you doing? It's not even that dark like, in here. So, like, get, you can find a seat without that. Yeah, and then, get, yeah, get to the movies early and yeah. there's, like, a ginormous screen yeah. mm. lighting up. <laughs> and then she, like, sits down and she just, like, had her phone out. She just kept looking at it. And I was like, what is this lady oh doing? Yeah. And, like, for those of you who don't know, like, the Bell Court is sort of the closest thing to the Alamo Draft House we have. So, like, usually people, yeah, yeah, when people go to That's that artsy. theater, they usually are going to watch the movie they're not just going to hang out and talk to each other like a lot of people seem to do now mm. but this lady just kept her phone out and i like leaned forward to like scratch my foot and i looked over her shoulder to see like what was so important she had to have her phone i thought maybe she was texting she was just on facebook she oh, was just scrolling God. through facebook i was like lady yeah i didn't say anything but i was just like it's important to know <laughs> what her friends are eating and where yeah. they're going right now exactly she's got to make sure she likes the right a uh, weird meme that um, I blame everything on social media. Mm. People have got too attached to their phone, so they can't even for 90 minutes to two hours, like Ashley said, just be away from your phone. Like nothing's going to happen. People used to be away from their phones for most of the time. Well, that, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the weird thing is like a movie should be like an oasis from that. Yeah. Like you should be like, oh man, I don't have to worry about this stuff for like a couple hours. Yeah. But I guess people. They just want to be connected all the time. Like why would you pay yeah. your money to not pay attention to what you just uh, paid your money to go see? And then it's, Ugh. yeah, like you're saying, it's like, um, you know, those people are like, well, what if, I, what if something important happens? It's like, it's two fucking hours. Right. Mm-hmm. You can't be away from your phone for two hours. And like you were saying, like, people used to have uh, uh, answering machines at home. Yeah. Oh, sure. They would go off, like, the whole day and come back and check the answering machine. <laughs> and if no one was like, what if somebody calls me when I'm away? If something's you important, know? like, you, there's a sick relative that's home or you have a kid that's, you know, you have a babysitter for, then keep your phone in your lap, screen down, put it on vibrate, and if there's an emergency, it will vibrate. There's yeah, no need for you to check your phone. I mean, people used to do this all the time. I feel like people have forgotten, and it's interesting to me, people of our age and older have act like they have never been without cell phones. Mm. It's, <laughs> it's like... Well, there's just the whole thing of, like, movie theater etiquette drives me crazy, because it just... We like Craig and I have talked about this several times where it's just like it, it's 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 a losing battle. It's just that's like people just think that like it's okay to use your phone and talk through the movie now and it's mm-hmm. like it doesn't do any good to try to like stop people because they they'll just look at you like you're the asshole. It's just like no, yeah. you're the one disturbing the movie. You could have stayed home and talked to your friend. There's so many other places 
to go. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm on a rant now. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just preacher to the choir. I yeah. mean, I just, I, I, don't, I don't understand it. I, mean, I had thought that going to, waiting for, waiting until a movie had been out for a while and then going was the answer. But now I'm wondering if going to a movie close to when it comes out is better because maybe people are less likely to talk and use their phones in a packed theater. Not no. my experience. <laughs> well, I, I think the only thing I, I, I say in support of that, though, is that like if you go to the movie, a movie mo- opening night, that's kind of a big deal, like a genre movie or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, most of the people there, I would think, would be invested enough to where they don't want to like miss it. Yeah. You know, and I think that's why Marvel movies usually are good. But I mean, you had the experience at Halloween, right? Yeah, Wasn't it was that opening, opening night. night. Yeah. So I mean, there's just no, it's just hit or miss. And, people and are assholes. I don't know, I mean, like. You must have had great luck with Marvel movies. Like when I went to oh. see that new Spider-Man movie, there were literally like a conversation going on to my left and a conversation really? going on to my right at mm. full volume, not really? even whispering, just mm. like you know, like What's <laughs> I can't. I saw. I remember that guy in that other movie. Did you see that movie that guy was in? Or was just like, dude, don't... shut the fuck up! I'm trying to watch the movie. <laughs> and that, like, that's another thing that really irritates me while we're just on the subject oh. is running commentary from people. Like, wh- why? Like, yeah. why? Why do they think we want to hear any, like, us especially, but even mm-hmm. the people they're with? Like, why do, like, oh, like, I'm sorry. When we saw Once, a Time, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, there was a lady that was doing running commentary, and she was saying stuff like, wow, that's an old sign. It was totally. <laughs> stuff like that. And I was like, what are you, what's wrong it with you? It was pretty like, quiet, why? but as soon as the movie started, they showed, like, a commercial from CBS or something, mm. and she's like, oh, that's an old, like, an old time, like <laughs> basically that volume as soon as the movie started. And it's like, you've pretty much been quiet, kind of, this whole time. Yeah. And the man she with, she was with just kind of looked, he, did, he didn't say anything. It was her. And I guess he just loves her to death. But care. he was definitely yeah. like, well, you know, this is who I'm with. <laughs> well, I put a ring on too, it. Oh, yeah. goodness. It's too just, late to back out now. And I, you know, and I understand, like, it's just a movie, but... I mean, when you, when you you're you're investing your time, you know what I mean. Like it's like three hours of your life, four hours if you count like commuting and mm-hmm. the surrounding stuff. I mean, it's a lot. It's a big chunk to Why just what? like throw out the window because someone wants to like say Brad Pitt has good abs and stuff. I mean, like I don't need yeah. to hear you say that stuff. Why would like, Alamo Draft House expand and come into I, every city? I yeah. think they're in a lot of major cities, so you never maybe, know. Yeah, maybe we'll get one. Yeah, yeah. The uh, uh, also. To that that point about you know spending extra time and money to go to yeah. the theater, like there are people who have kids who have to get babysitters and spend that kind of money. Extra expense. Yeah, yeah. So you're spending like like my girlfriend has three kids and we've uh, had to get childcare for them to go do stuff sometimes, sure. and it's like you know like forty bucks for a, a babysitter on top of you know however much the movie costs yeah. and. Um, and then, you know, you also got your concessions and stuff. It ends up being, like, very expensive. And just to have it ruined by some dopey teenager on his phone who is too stupid to realize you're not supposed to talk at full volume while the movie is playing. Or mommy and daddy is paying for their stuff, so money yeah, so, is irrelevant to them. Yeah, so, they don't care. Yeah. Or middle-aged women, too. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I guess I'm middle-aged at this point. Oh. <laughs> no, but, but I know what you mean, though. Like, they're, they're, <laughs> for some reason... I just feel like my worst encounters have been middle-aged white women. I don't know why, yeah. but I, I just feel like that that's just something that happens. Like they feel very entitled and they think it's insane. If you say anything to them, they, they just think yeah. you're, you're a, you're a madman. Um, so anyway, yeah, the lady at, um, at the princess bride was also a middle-aged woman yeah. who was just like looking on Facebook. And I was like, this lady was like older than I am. And I'm yeah. I'll be 40 in a couple of weeks. <laughs> oh, there's a little uh, snow on the, the roof, but that doesn't mean there's not a fire in the chimney. Am I right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Hot as a rock. <laughs> and on that note, we well, could probably rant about movie theaters oh for God. a very This is a very time. passionate, I think it's something we all three connect on very much, Ashley. So thank you yeah. for making our blood boil with that beautiful email. <laughs> uh, but speaking of movie theater experiences, we are three weeks away, less than three weeks away from our uh, Halloween 3 event and art show here in Gallatin, Tennessee. So if you're in the middle of Tennessee area and you want to hang out with us and watch a cult classic that has gone mainstream, uh, please join us October 12th at the Palace Theater. I'll have a promo at the beginning of the episode. So 
Yeah. You'll be well informed. We'd love to see you out there. And uh, we're not going to pick a, a movie for next time because we'll probably do our Halloween special next, and that'll be Trick or Treat, uh, the 2007 film. Yes. So Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat, yes. <laughs> Not to be confused with the Ozzy Osbourne classic. <laughs> <laughs> Trick or Treat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll check out Trick or Treat for a Halloween special. And small chance we might do a little Halloween 3 mini-sode kind of about the event and the movie and how it kind of all went down. So thanks so much for joining us. Please review us on iTunes. We really appreciate it. And write us at that Gmail account, halfassedworkout <laughs> at gmail.com. I'm reading them now. <laughs> so thanks for listening, guys. Thank thanks. You. Slam that evil. Love ya. Thank you for listening to the Half-Assed Horrorcast. You can find us on Instagram at Half-Assed Horrorcast, Facebook at Half-Assed Horror, Twitter at H-A Horrorcast, and you can send us an email at Horrorcast at gmail.com or visit our website, Horrorcast.com. Yeah.